Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. You might be watching this on YouTube because I am recording a video version of this. If you're listening to it in the podcast version, uh, just know that you can run over to, to YouTube if you like that better and watch this version of the podcast. So as always, I know you guys uh, hear me say this every single week, and I mean it. I'm very happy to be here with you all again this week. And I'm excited to share this episode with you. So I've had a few great uh, interviews for you guys in the last several weeks leading up to today's episode. But today I want to do a solo episode. I just want to talk to you guys. Um, there's been some things kind of bothering me a little bit. And you know what? Hey, this is my podcast and I can get away with taking this platform to speak about those things. And um, I don't talk about anything on this podcast that I don't think is going to be helpful to you as the listener. So um, I think this will be a really helpful episode to you. So if you're watching this on YouTube or you saw this on your podcast feed, you probably saw that the title says something about um, you definitely should not be keto. So you probably were wondering like, what in the world does that mean? This is that keto blonde on Instagram. This is Jessica Tai, the host of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. I'm listening to this. What does she mean? I probably should not be keto. So um, what I mean by that is one of the things that's been kind of bothering me lately, and well, it's been bothering me for a long time, honestly, but it's just one of those things that that I, I know what people mean. And so I don't really want to um, put, you know, put a lot on somebody or be like, well, because you said something this way, I'm going to be all offended and upset about it. And I, I try not to live offended and be like that. So uh, I just assume that when somebody says to me, uh, oh, well, you're keto, right? That what they mean is, uh, so you eat a ketogenic diet and uh, that's kind of what you, the way that you are. But what bothers me about that statement is that I'm not keto. I'm Jessica. <laughs> so I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm many things, but I'm really not, I don't define myself as keto. Now I know that maybe sounds a little bit funny because I have a podcast that Clearly, I named Keto Lifestyle, so you might be sitting there thinking, well, you do define yourself as keto because you named your podcast that. Well, come on, guys. I am an entrepreneur, and I am a businesswoman, and I knew when naming my podcast the fact that as a nutritionist, I do believe very strongly in being fat-fueled. I do know the difference between being a carb burner and a fat burner, and uh, every client that I work with Truly, I, I don't have a single client that I have coached to be a carbohydrate, primarily carbohydrate fueled. Um, there's many, many reasons for that, but nutrition is going to come from fat and protein, and there's not a whole lot of nutrition uh, in most carbohydrates, save vegetables, for example. And 
I know that people don't like to hear this or people freak out when you say this, but you don't even have to eat another vegetable in your entire life. If you eat nose to tail, you can get all of your nutrition through animal products. So, um, so having said that, uh, you know, while I do uh, promote people eat a good, varied diet and vegetables and whatever, um, I'm not, um, you know, I don't coach everybody to be ketogenic. Um, but I knew when naming my podcast, um, what I really wanted to help educate people about was keto the right way, because I feel like it's talked about so wrong in so many areas and people are so confused about it. And I knew it was the buzzword. You know, I started this podcast two and a half, three years ago, two and a half years ago, I guess. And, um, at that time, Yes, keto was talked about, but not nearly at the rate or the level that it's talked about now. It was not at this height of popularity. And, uh, but I knew that it was something that was definitely being talked a lot about and a lot of wrong information was being um, put out there. And I really didn't like the whole keto diet thing where, where it was being talked about like, this is a fad diet. And this is just something that you do to lose weight and then you move on to whatever you were doing before once your weight comes off. So I was really trying to shift that paradigm and, and really I wanted the name of my podcast to be Keto Lifestyle because I really wanted to help um, the general public understand that it's a lifestyle. This is, it's not a diet where you just, um, you know, do what you want to do the way we think of the word diet and, and then just go back to your normal living when your diet phase is over, whether that's because you've lost the amount of weight you want to lose, or you've, um, you know, fit into a wedding dress or you fit into whatever you wanted to wear to your high school reunion. And now that's all over. So you're going to go back to your normal, uh, you know, way of eating or whatever. So I, and I really wanted people to understand that there's more to it than what you eat. It's how, you know, to be in ketosis and to actually live a ketogenic lifestyle is so many more factors than just are your carbs low enough and are you eating enough fat? Because you can have your carbs low and you can eat plenty of fat, but if you can't digest, if you're not sleeping, if your stress levels are super high, I mean, there are a lot of issues that will keep you from being able to be in ketosis despite whatever you do with your diet. So I really wanted um, to start this podcast to, to be about that and trying to help kind of coach people um, about the keto lifestyle and, and what it can look like and what it can be about. And while yes, I, especially when I started the keto diet about three years ago, I was very much um, strict keto. It, you know, my first six months, I've talked about it many, many times. I was very strict keto. Um, you know, there were a lot of reasons that I was doing you know, this kind of whole ketogenic thing. I wanted to make sure that metabolically, you know, I was in ketosis and doing all those things. Um, and so I did, but through, um, you know, through the years I have definitely, um, gotten into, which I've talked again about many times on this podcast as I really don't test very often. I pretty much know if I'm in ketosis or I'm not. And sometimes I think I'm not. And I surprise myself when I test, uh, I've done it on here. I know I've done it during classes that and seminars and whatnot and been like, well, I had two or three glasses of red wine last night and pretty sure I'm probably not in ketosis. And then I test and I am, and it surprises me. So there are times like that, that that happens, but I'm sure there's probably also times I think I'm in ketosis and perhaps I'm not. So, um, but my point is, is that over the years I've uh, just gotten to more intuitive eating 
Um, but what I've always really, really wanted to help teach people is just to eat real food. Just focus on eating real food, cutting back the carbs and sugar, because all the carbs and sugar, especially the processed carbohydrates and all the processed sugar, don't do anybody any good. Um, grains, grains are not good for us. And there's so many reasons grains aren't good for you. If you choose to, in, to include grains in your diet and they seem to work well for you, then that's fine. And I would just highly suggest that you are at the very minim, minimum uh, preparation side of things. You are soaking your grains and at least doing that properly before you're eating them. Um, but I, I guess I just really wanted to uh, put this episode out because I get a lot of questions about, um, you know, I, where people write me. Um, I actually just had another one posted on my Facebook page today, my personal page. Uh, somebody that I know um, had posted about a friend of hers that has, um, I don't have any details on this person. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but that is doing keto and is having issues. They said she's running out of energy in the afternoon. And so, um, one of the, and I get messages like this all the time. Typically they're private messages. They'll email or DM or whatever, but it's usually private messages. This one just happened to be on Facebook page. So you can go check that out. But, um, my response to her was there's, there's so many things it could be right. And I didn't even go into even a, a half or a quarter of all of the things that if that person was my client, we would be looking at, um, in their lifestyle to determine why is keto not working for her? There are so many reasons. And so that's why I don't want to box people in and say, oh, everybody should be keto. And because I've done the keto diet and it's worked for me for a long time, you know, I've lived this lifestyle, you know, I've um, done all this, that, that it's going to work for everybody and it's the hands down best thing. I don't believe that. Um, I don't believe that everybody needs to be in ketosis. Um, you know, let's remember ketosis is a metabolic state and you can actually be a fat burner and not necessarily be in ketosis. And that's fine. Um, you can just eat low carb and high fat and get your, you know, your energy that way. You don't have to necessarily be producing ketones. So, um, but this, I guess, let me get back to what I was saying. That particular question and many questions I get like that are, you know, it's not working for me. This person is running out of energy in the middle of the afternoon. Well, there's many reasons that could be. And as many reasons as that could be are also the many reasons that you shouldn't be doing keto. So if, and, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but I kind of mean it. Like if, if you're, if you're not sure how to do it, if you're not working with somebody that knows what to do that understands um, nutritional deficiencies, that understands digestion and hormone regulation and um, helping you to manage stress and sleeping well and how all of these things interplay, then you really probably shouldn't be doing keto. Um, keto is, if you have bad digestion, which is one of the things I told this, this individual today on Facebook was, um, she could be running out of energy in the afternoon because she is restricting her carbs to try and be in ketosis. So again, I don't know how long she's been at this. So maybe she's only been at this a week and she's just not fat adapted yet. And she's not even able to, um, you know, she just doesn't even have the enzymatic uh, processes in place to be able to get the nutrition out of fat. But let's say that she's been doing it for a while and she's running out of energy in the afternoon. Um, you know, first thing that pops into my mind is she's not, she could just not be digesting fat. 
So if you can't digest the food that you are eating, which by the way, carbohydrates are way easier for us to digest, not to mention the fact that most of us have been carb burners for the majority of our lives. And so we, we know how to do that. Our bodies, we're like, yeah, heck, I'm, I'm carb adapted. I can carb, carb burn all day long and function on carbs. But when it comes to something that's a little more complicated like fats, you know, our, our bodies are just not ready for that. We're not producing enough bile to be able to emulsify that fat. Um, so therefore, we can't pull the nutrients out of it. We, we can't even use the fat. So how in the world are we going to have any energy? Because that's our new energy substrate, right? Like if you're trying to be in ketosis, that's what you're using for energy. So that could be one thing going on. It could also just be that, you know, I see all these things um, out there and I try not to be an elitist about this. And, and you, you get, you kind of get accused of being an elitist if you have this opinion, but you see all of these groups out there of people, um, you know, ketoing and it's dirty keto or lazy keto or fast keto or whatever. And, you know, that's fine to each his own. If that works for you, fine. But I think the problem with that is, is that people will get into those groups and they see other people saying, oh my gosh, I've been doing dirty keto. I go through the drive through three times a day and this is what I order and I've lost 68 pounds and uh, I feel fantastic and everything's great and blah, blah, blah. And they may have been doing this for three months and for three months, everything's going okay because they have some reserves or they never really felt that great or ate that great before because they don't think somebody's going to come from like a paleo diet to eating at a fast food restaurant three times a day and trying to be in ketosis. Um, so the chances are is maybe they went from eating fast food all the time and uh, you know just eating all the carbs and sugar to now at least they're they're throwing the carbs away. They're they're not eating that stuff. You know maybe they're not eating the French fries anymore. That's that's in the the terrible oils that wreaks havoc on our bodies and and they're taking those things away and now maybe they've lost a lot of weight and that's calmed inflammation down and now their joints don't hurt as bad and and things are feeling better you know i mean that that's that's huge i'm not making light of that like that's if that's a first step that's great but i think that we need to remember that you know that's while that could be good for a lot of people and that at least takes some of the of the stuff out of the equation that still leaves a lot to be desired, right? So if this particular person is following that type of keto lifestyle and that's what they're eating, how much nutrition could they possibly really be getting? Like you just, you can't get that much nutrition out of food like that. So if that's what you're eating all the time and that's how you're ketoing and, and you are just running out of energy and you're like, man, this diet's just not working for me and I don't know what everybody's talking about. Well, I mean that's not good in any realm of nutrition to eat like that for any length of time. I mean, if your only goal is to lose a bunch of weight and, uh, you know, just be like, I don't want to change anything else. I just know if I cut the carbs out, I'm going to lose a whole bunch of weight. Okay. Um, that's fine, but it's probably not going to give you all the other things like the, you know, the, the, um, <laughs> like, as I'm saying this, I can't even think of it, which tells you that I'm a mess. <laughs> Oh, you probably shouldn't be listening to me for this message, right? Um, but this is the stuff that that is going to help you with the brain fog and the you know helping you to um, just kind of get over some of these more difficult things that people are dealing with that perhaps have come to keto for, um, where something like dirty keto is probably not going to do that. It's probably going to 
get you to lose weight um, and some things like that maybe, but not going to help you with ultimately with like leaky gut and things like that because you're still going to be getting foods that are full of all kinds of things you shouldn't be taking in. You shouldn't be putting in your body, right? Um, so that's kind of my take on that. <laughs> so um, I know that's kind of a long-winded answer to, I don't even remember what question I was answering. Um, okay, so there's a couple of points that I want to make in this episode, and this is going to be a pretty quick episode. Um, but a couple of points that I want to make is um, in this, you should definitely not be keto uh, episode. Number one, I want you to really focus on being you. Don't be your diet. Like you're not keto. You are like when somebody comes up to you and says like, don't define yourself like that. Like if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, so you're keto because you took a bun off of something. Like, no, I'm healthy. And I have figured out what works for me. And you don't have to be haughty about it or, you know, whatever. You could just say, well, I'm just trying not to eat so much carbs and sugar. And I just feel a lot better when I'm when I'm not eating, when I don't eat the bun. And really, I don't like the bun that much anyway. And I just enjoy the hamburger or whatever, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. So, um, so that's number one. Like, just don't let your diet define you. Like, again, it's not a diet, right? It's a whole lifestyle and it's your lifestyle. So for me, I'm Jessica, I'm not keto. So I am just living my life is trying to be as healthy as I can be. And I think it also puts you in the box where you, I know this is true for me and I've been struggling with this for the last few months. So can I just be honest and open up with you guys right now? Tell you that I've been struggling with this. If I have, um, here's a good example. My son brought home, he was so excited to bring this home to me and he's my keto kid. He brought me home some little uh, bite-sized Butterfingers the other day. He went to a youth, his uh, youth group thing, and they were giving away all this candy and, and this game, whatever he was playing. And he won all this candy. And he said, Mom, he's like, I picked out these two Butterfingers for you because I knew that you haven't had Butterfinger in a long time and I wanted you to have them. So should I have probably just not eaten the Butterfinger? Maybe I shouldn't have. But I thought, you know what? He's right. I haven't had them in a long time. And I want to have this Butterfinger. So I did. I had these two little Butterfingers that he brought me. And, and I struggled with that when I had those Butterfingers. Like, what am I, like, I felt like a fraud, a fraud over eating a fun size Butterfinger. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want you to feel that way when you have something that you feel like you shouldn't have or is bad or doesn't fit your diet or the box that you've put yourself in because, because we all have heard the keto foods lineup, right? Well, is that keto? Is that keto? Well, I got news for you. None of it's keto. It's just food or not food as the Butterfinger may have been. It's a food like substance. It's crap. It's garbage. It's all of those things. I know that, but I made a choice in that moment to have that Butterfinger and I should have just been okay with that. Been like, you know what? What? Didn't taste nearly as good as I remember them tasting, but I'm not mad that I had it and just moved on. But I didn't. I beat myself up over it. I literally, I felt like a fraud. I felt terrible. I felt like, I can't believe, like, here I am. I'm a keto lifestyle host. And I just ate these Butterfingers. And I'm going to have to, like, like, hide the wrappers in the garbage can and lie to people. Like, I don't want anybody to know that I had Butterfingers. Like, that's crazy. So I'm telling you that I do these things like I, 
you know, I, and, and, and I feel bad about it. And I try to teach you not to do that. And I try to help be a cheerleader for you. And then, and then I mess up and, and I, and I fall into those traps of like defining myself as keto. And so, uh, so I was bad that I had those butterfingers. Now, um, if I feel like that's probably not something I should be eating, that's fine. Then I can just say, you know what? I really shouldn't be eating that. That didn't serve me well. I don't want to eat butterfingers. Okay, fine. Then move on. Um, I feel like people obsess way too much over what they are or are not putting in their mouth. And, you know, and I understand if you have a, a, a health condition or some other reason that you really need to not do that, or you really need to stay focused, then that's fine. And I understand that. But if you are beating yourself up every time you have a thought or every time you go out with friends and, and you take a bite of the dessert that everybody's sharing, or you feel bad because you had a glass of wine or, you know, whatever the case is, if you know, whatever it is, I, you know, I don't know if, if you're at a soccer party and uh, like I had this weekend at my house, I didn't do this. <laughs> but they had pizza and my mom was here and she's also keto. Um, I've interviewed her on this podcast and I think many of you have heard it. She uh, is, it has, I wouldn't say Ari is in remission, but she is doing fantastic and um, has been keto for a couple of years now. Um, and she was here visiting. And so we had this big soccer party out here at the, at the farm for my son's soccer team. And they ordered pizza, of course. And so we just grabbed four pieces of pizza between the two of us and we scraped the toppings off and ate the cheese and the pepperoni. So, um, but if you don't do that, if you just take a piece of pizza and you're like, I'm just going to eat it, fine. Then just eat the pizza and move on. It's, it's up to you how often you eat that, when you eat that, how you do that. Don't let a word or, you know, a way of eating or someone else's impression of the way you're supposed to be eating define who you are. Does that make sense? Because I, I feel like I fall into this trap all the time, especially as a nutritionist, especially as someone that is in the public eye and that people know as like this keto person, that if I have anything outside, like I'll have people come up to me in any event and they'll say, oh, is that keto? As I'm eating something that clearly is not keto <laughs> or would not. And I, I say that, um, even though that makes me crazy to say any food is keto. There are no keto foods. There's just foods, but clearly a food that most people would not consider something that would be advantageous to keeping you in ketosis if that was your goal. So anyway, um, enough about that. Okay. The second thing I want to tell you is that don't be afraid of change and uh, tweaks. Okay. So and this is another big one for me. I'm going through this right now as well. You know, I'm about to turn 42 years old. Um, that's not old, by the way. I still feel very young. Um, but I'm about to turn 42. And things are definitely changing. And I think cha things change all the time. Not just in your 40s, but in your 30s and in your 20s. And things change in your 50s. So as you're changing, don't be afraid to change the way you're eating and your nutrition. And, and not even from year to year, but from day to day, month to month. Um, especially, you know, as women, we, 
you know, our bodies change. I know all women know this, but I mean, our bodies are changing constantly throughout the month. So what you may, what may serve you well this week may not serve you well next week, depending on like what phase you're in of your cycle even. So just, just not being afraid of change. Like I've been toying around with adding more carbs into my diet because I've definitely felt like, um, like something's off. I, I can't really place it. And I've been under a lot of stress lately and not that it's bad stress necessarily. Um, we just have had a lot at us and most of it's self-induced, self-inflicted. That's fine. <laughs> We've bought a couple of new properties and getting those set up for rental and kind of doing all that thing, all that stuff. And this is a particularly busy time for our farm and uh, all the events that are hosted uh, fall fall on the farm. It's a very popular time to be out here. So it's, um, that has been very stressful. Um, my youngest daughter has, was very sick for a couple of weeks. And so we were having a really hard time with that and like balancing everything. So, and then honestly, I feel like since we moved here in April, our lives have just been in total upheaval. Like we have just not been able, and I love it. I'm, I'm so, so happy to be here. I'm so grateful. Um, but I just feel like it all happened so fast. And then as soon as we even kind of remotely started getting settled in, um, school started back up and then we've got four kids in new schools. And then my oldest is, you know, a senior now and he's back at the old school and we're trying to get, so it's just been total chaos. I just feel like we haven't been able to catch up. And so the reason I'm telling you all that is that could play a lot into the way I need to be eating right now and kind of what's working for me and what's not. Um, I'm kind of feeling like I have been neglecting the fat a little bit. Like I'm, I'm not eating as much fat. I feel like I'm not eating as much as I should be in general on most days. And so I'm toying right now with taking, um, intermittent fasting out. Like I've been intermittent fasting mostly because I, I'm never hungry for breakfast, but um, I'm starting to kind of feel like, you know what, maybe I need to not skip breakfast. Maybe I need to start eating breakfast every day just so I make sure I'm getting enough calories. Cause then I generally don't eat again until dinner because I just don't have time. And then making sure that I'm eating a good meal at dinner and then I'm getting enough calories. My body's fueled the way it should be, especially considering the amount of stress that I've been under and just knowing that I need to give myself a little bit of so I'm telling you all this because I, I want you to be able to relate this to your life. I know I'm not the only one that is that goes through changes and stressful situations and health challenges and kid challenges and moving and you know whatever the case may be. Just recognizing that you may be in a time in your life where you're like, wow, well, for the last year or six months or three months or whatever, I've been intermittent fasting this way and it's been working fabulous. And now all of a sudden, I just feel a little off or I've started noticing a little bit of weight creep or, um, I don't feel good. I feel bloated or, um, you know, wow, my skin's been kind of funny or, uh, my sleep's been off or whatever the case is for you. And then trying to figure out kind of tweaking that a little bit like, huh, well, let's just maybe let's try breakfast for a little while instead of all the intermittent fasting, or I've been eating 20 grams of carbs every day. Maybe I need to cycle in a couple of higher days of carbs every now and then and kind of see how that works. And when I say that, I'm not talking about ho-hos and, and Twinkies. I'm talking about like sweet potatoes and kind of other tubers, maybe even some rice, something like that. Okay. Um, so I think that's all I want to say about that, but I just, I just want you to think about that and kind of have that in the back of your mind.
and just not be afraid to tweak things. Um, again, this, this really just goes with not defining yourself like as your diet, right? Like just, just being willing to say, you know, no, I just eat food and I'm going to eat what I feel like I need and what's going to serve me well. And I'm going to figure that out by listening to my body as I'm eating those foods. Okay. Another point I want to make is this kind of goes along with that. So I wrote myself some little notes here. Can't we just eat food? <laughs> I mean, like, why do we have to define everything? I think as a country, we've been obsessed with defining diets for probably for a long time, but I feel like in recent years, it's almost become like a badge of honor. Don't you feel that way? Like it used to be like, I remember growing up, like I did like every diet, right? I mean, everything. But I would never walk around like, oh yeah, I'm on Weight Watchers or, oh yeah, I do the Nutrisystem diet or yeah, I'm taking like, what were those pills called? I feel like it started with a D, but I can't remember the pills. There were, there were pills. No, not SlimFast. I'm thinking SlimFast. There were pills that you could take. Dexatrim. That's it. I knew it would come to me. Um, I used to take those, but I didn't go around telling people I took Dexatrim. Like it was not a badge of honor then, but I feel like now it's like, like we didn't define ourselves as that. It was almost like, maybe this was just me, but I feel like it was almost like if you could, you know, look thin or whatever, and it was like effortless, like that's what everybody went for. But I feel like now it's almost like, oh no, I am paleo or I'm vegan or I'm keto. Like it's, it's like, it's, and, and we even wear t-shirts. Like, I mean, I do too, that say like what we like how we associate ourselves. And I'm not saying that all that's bad. I'm just saying like in the wrong context, it's bad. So if you're defining yourself that way and you're walking around like this is the only way, it's gotta be keto, it's gotta be paleo, it's gotta be vegan. You know what, if this is your new religion, then you probably need to take a step back and just eat food. <laughs> just eat when you're hungry, eat what works for you, Stop obsessing over how many grams of whatever is in this food and, you know, all that. Does that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's, we're like obsessed. And sometimes I feel like I'm obsessed. Like, like when I had the Butterfinger, like I start freaking out because, oh my gosh, like I know I'm a nutritionist. Like I am a certified nutritionist. Like I have the training. No one can look at me and go, oh, well, it's okay. She doesn't know any better. I know better. <laughs> I still ate it. Like that I was obsessing over that. Like I, I just feel like we, sh we just, we have to stop obsessing over it because the amount of stress I caused for myself because I ate that, I would have been so much better off just eating it and then being like, yeah, I just had a butterfinger, right? Like, I mean, it, like it would have done so much less damage to me. Like I stressed out so long over that. I caused myself way more issue than the crap that was in that piece of candy I ate caused me on its own. Okay. Um, the last one I wanted to say was if you're using keto or whatever way of eating that you're doing to lose weight, you know, get weight under control, get inflammation down, manage chronic disease, um, whatever, that's fine. That's totally fine. Then do that for what your purpose is that you want to do it for. And maybe that's going to be for this next month. Maybe that's going to be for this next year, but don't feel like it's, I hear so many times people say, Oh, I'm not even going to try that keto thing because I won't be able to stick to it. It's not sustainable. 
first of all, I don't think that's true in the realm of you can't give up carbohydrates and sugar. I think you can. And I think in the beginning, it may feel like you can't. I think most of us go through that like, oh my gosh, I am just dying for whatever it is that you love. Insert pasta, bread, whatever it is that you think you cannot give up. I promise you, you can give it up. You can. I was completely and totally obsessed with bread at every dinner. I mean, there were restaurants I would go to because of their bread. I'm not even kidding. One of them closed down in Cincinnati and I literally shed a tear when I realized I would not be able to go there. And do you know, I didn't even really care about any of the food at this place. It was an Italian restaurant. I know I've never been an Italian fan. Never. Like pasta was not my gig. I'd eat it, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but they had this bread there that I I've still never been able to get it anywhere else. And, um, I literally cried over that. That's messed up. <laughs> I mean, that's a serious fiend, right? Okay. And I gave up bread, like, like no bread. I had no bread for a very long time, probably two years of starting keto. But I will tell you that it's not that hard. Once you kind of get over that, like you, your tastes change and you start to be like, oh, I don't even I don't even miss bread. I don't even care that much about bread. Now, what I did miss was the ability to do things with bread that I used to enjoy, like um, reinventing different things like bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwiches, right? I loved that on toast with mayo and, and bacon, lettuce, and tomato. So then you just omit the bread and then you just use the lettuces. But there was just, you know, it's like it didn't have that, that crunch of the, of the toasted bread, you know? So you know, there's things like that. And then there's alternatives now. There's all these amazing alternatives that they're able to, that you're able to get now. So you can still get those certain things. But um, anyway, my point in saying all this is that um, I, I don't think it's not sustainable because you won't be able to do it because I think you will be able to do it. I think you'll surprise yourself. But what I think might be unsustainable um, is that you're constantly thinking. And I'm constantly thinking, and I don't think that the way that you're eating today is probably going to be serving you in the same way next year, or perhaps the year after, or maybe even just next month. So this just, I guess what I'm trying to get across is just to be okay with just eating food. And, and if you have found a formula and a way of eating that works for helping you reach the goals that you're trying to reach. And if that happens to be keto, then that's awesome. Then do that, but only do that until it doesn't work for you anymore. And when you start seeing that, Hey, this isn't quite working the way I thought it was. And it doesn't matter if it's still working for Sally or Jenny down the road, doesn't matter. Focus on you. And is it working for you? And you're not a quitter or a loser or, um, or, or not successful or any of those things. If you decide that, you know what, I don't think this is working as well for me as it was working. And I think I'm going to tweak this a little bit because, you know, I'm going to feel, figure out what works better for me in this moment. That is totally okay. You're not failing. You're not giving up. It's just food and you're just eating food and you're just figuring out what works for you and the best way to get the best nutrition into your body that you need. Okay, guys, 
So that's about all I have for this episode. And I know that was a lot of a rant, but I just hope that something in there um, spoke to you and just maybe if you're, I just feel like there's other people out there that are dealing with some of the same struggles that I'm dealing with. And I just want you to know you're not alone. And, and we go through these things and sometimes it can just be so overwhelming. And I think it's really hard with social media and all this stuff that, you know, we're always comparing our, you know, it's really everybody else's highlight reel out there, right? So we're comparing our backstage stuff. Like we know what's really going on behind the curtain, but we're just seeing on social media and all this, you only see what people want you to see. And that's what we compare to. It's natural. It's human. But sometimes that can get hard because you feel like, well, man, I'm the only one that struggles with this. I'm the only one that eats the Butterfinger when I don't want to eat the Butterfinger, <laughs> but you're not. I just care about you. And I want you to know that you're not alone and you, you're not the only one. We all struggle with this stuff. You know, comparison is, is brutal. Don't compare yourself. Just do the best for you. Um, if you want to learn more about nutrition and kind of the foundation and the building blocks of how to figure out what is going to work for you, and that may or may not be keto. And that's okay. It's okay if it's not keto. It's okay if it's just, um, you know, whatever. You can figure it out. If you want to learn more about it, head over to my website, jessicatai.com. You can click on the link where you can take my classes. Um, I have them offered now online. Um, I appreciate all of you that have been snatching that up and taking those courses. But you can, um, you can, Go ahead and purchase that. You can take it at your leisure. And I really, really, really work hard in that class on teaching you the basics and the foundations of nutrition, not just keto. We do talk about keto. I will help educate you on keto, but it is definitely helping you to understand who and when and how you should be implementing a ketogenic lifestyle if that is what is going to serve you best and how to figure out if that's what's going to serve you best. So if you're interested in that, run over and take that, um, go ahead and pick that up. You can grab that now and start taking it when you want. Um, I also offer a free seven day workbook that you can get You can also purchase my low carb recipe collection that has got just really a great collection of great recipes, just good food that you can eat. Um, and then I'm going to be doing another uh, kind of a live class that I'll be starting here in the next few weeks. So I hope that you'll join me for that. I think it's going to be a four week class this time. And uh, we're not, it's not going to be specific to keto. I think we're just going to do a nutritional um, overview class and kind of help people uh, figure that out. I think I'm also going to do a nutri nutritional class for families and kids specifically. I get a lot of questions from you moms out there trying to, trying to navigate that world, which is, man, that's a, that's a whole nother deal, right? So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, this week as always. And I look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 